Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for hanging out with us today, and welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. I'm Rich Perry, and I'm joined, as always, by the man himself with the, with the prettiest hair in all of Texas, Mr. Lawrence Pipkin. Lawrence, <laughs> how are we doing birthday, today, <laughs> Doing really well. I think everyone should sing you happy birthday right now. I, I would, but... I was told by my uh, my daughter that I should never sing in public. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll yeah. spare everybody and just say happy birthday, Rich. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank year. you very much. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. You know, got to got to hang out with you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, looking forward to some some great things this year in 2016 and 2017. And speaking of great things and great opportunities. We have a fabulous guest and a great show lined up for you, everybody, today. So let me go ahead and uh, give a brief introduction, and then we'll welcome our guest today. Today's guest is Dr. Ann K. Iamora. Her chapter, which you'll find in book eight, the chapter is called Listen to the Cries of Your Heart. Dr. Ann is a clinical psychologist and psychotherapist with 30 years of experience. She's a life coach with 10 years of experience and an energy healer with 15 years experience. She is the author of a brand new book, Listen to the Cries of Your Heart, The Child Heart Path to Your Inner Children, which she created and consolidated from five decades of experience studies, and training to provide a therapeutic method of healing childhood wounds. And we're blessed to welcome Dr. Ann today to the radio show, calling in from uh, California, more specifically Napa area. And uh, Dr. Ann, how are you doing this morning, this morning for you, this afternoon for us here in, uh, on the East Coast? How are you doing today? Very well, and I have something for you, Rich. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, that's enough. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you you sing a lot better than uh, than Lawrence. I know that from personal experience. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Anne, tell us yes. about your chapter. Now, what I'm, what I'm guessing, and also what I know from you telling me, but your chapter, Listen to the Cries of Your Heart, is found in book eight of the Change Book series, but it's really an introduction to your full book, which you just released. And once again, the full book is called Listen to the Cries of Your Heart, The Child Heart Path to Your Inner Children. So, Am I right in guessing that it is very much an introduction and kind of 
leads the reader into the full book and what you have to talk about? Exactly. And I can describe my journey in that way. I had previously previously been searching around for a a few decades about uh, what exactly my life was about. At one point, I thought I wanted to be a healer, and I studied that a lot for many years. And then I thought, life coaching, that's what I wanted to do. So I took many trainings in that as well. And it was not, oh, and then previous to that, I spent four years studying internet marketing, studying business models, studying different people's um, programs, offerings, et cetera. And it wasn't until June of last year when I heard about the Change Book series and talked with Jim and Jim. And in the conversations with them, they made it really clear that I had something to offer. And, and people look at my experience and say, of course you have something to offer. But I didn't have the belief that there was anything unique that I could offer. So I accepted that invitation. And as I began to think about what I would write about, the phrase, listen to the cries of your heart, just came out. And I started writing on that topic. I had no idea that this is what it would be. And after having completed the chapter, which included a lot of material from my own life, when I didn't listen to the cries of my heart, in fact, I spent most of my life being on the road often traveled rather than less traveled. And it was not until I retired and this year really found a way of listening to my heart. So while life coaching, and as you both know, stresses the mind and the thoughts and the beliefs that we have, my approach is very heart-centered, as you can tell by the title of the book. Uh And as I went through the next 10, 12 months, different experiences came to me and, and everything just gathered together. The people who are willing to try out the method, I learned more through that experience. So it was created in this last year because something, the door was open with the co-author chapter. And I just briefly describe it in that chapter um, and why many people are struggling in life because they've, their hearts are protected because of childhood wounds. And the childhood child heart method is a way of peeling off the layers. Wow, that's beautiful. So you, this being... In the change, once you accepted the invitation, you joined the community, you became a co-author. Was, so you're saying that was very much the catalyst and inspiration for you writing the entire book and designing this, this method of healing childhood wounds? Yes. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I, I never hmm. thought. I never thought I would write a book. I didn't, I'm not one of these people who dreamed about writing a book. But once I completed the chapter, I realized that I had a whole book. So 
it it was the callus. It was yes, it was the incentive, and um, for which I am so grateful to the Jim and Jims for this mm-hmm. opportunity because we all take it differently, and this is how I took it. And now I know why I'm here on Earth, which is <laughs> something I've never really known before. What a gift! That's beautiful. That's awesome. So, okay, so I read your chapter. Lawrence and I read your chapter. Now, can you briefly describe your the method, the uh, child cry, the child heart path, for the listeners that haven't had the opportunity to read your chapter yet, and maybe they may not even know about the full book that's out there. So go ahead for the listeners explain the method and what's behind what it is that you're talking about so they can get a better grasp of this. Oh, excellent. What a job. You have to ask questions (laughs) if I'm not clear. (laughs) So the method is an unusual way to reach the heart that was wounded in the early years of life. Um, Whether we are aware of it or not, we carry these wounds and we live out of the protection we created. We, um, We created beliefs to make sense of our experience and we adopted strategies to survive and thrive in life out of these experiences. So the beliefs and strategies, among other things, are ways in which we really need to um, we need to focus on them because they are often very limiting, as you know. And but what's wonderful about this is that these are two ways of moving back to the child heart. But the more um, impactful way or dramatic way is recognizing that every time you're upset, angry, sad, fearful, whatever. It's because your heart, your needs were not met. So these are the cries of your heart, especially coming from the wounded heart where your need for comfort, for safety, for attention, for seconds or minutes were, um, wasn't there and you lost a sense of feeling really secure. And this is how the wounding is. So the method uses these, um, these emotions, these beliefs and strategies to move back. Now, what's unusual about this method is I use uh, a hypnotic trance technique. So we begin the method by deep relaxation and getting to the place of the imagination by watching a breath. And I have recordings on my websites to help people do this. And in this place of imagination, which is beyond time, as you know, when you're in your imaginal creative space, it's it's magical. Anything is possible there. And we secure the safety of this place by uh, certain features. But in that space, we ask the adult to invite a child heart who knows about this particular emotion that has chronic um, overreactions and so forth to appear. 
a child self appears in the imagination, I ask them to describe or they take note of how, what their emotionality is, physicality, etc., how old, and so forth. And a conversation begins to create rapport and uh, a profound interaction so that trust is engendered and the child self is able to speak about their experience and what is more when the process is very deep to show the secrets in their heart. And the secrets are all the intense, unbearable, difficult feelings they experienced when they were wounded and they've kept hidden. And this is where the healing begins because for once, for the first time in their lives, they're not alone. You, the adult, is with them, and the experiences and everything else that is there, the thoughts, the fears, uh, all uh, the difficulties are there to be witnessed and experienced with compassion. And the child has the uh, corrective experience of not being alone with this, which is what she or he needed, but we all don't have. And then the child transforms by becoming older or melding with the adult. And this is the process that we use to gather every child heart that has a broken piece of your heart. And when you collect enough, your heart becomes whole. Guess what? Your feelings change. You're joyful. You're more creative, spontaneous, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it. Wow. Well, I'll say that one thing I know about myself, I am an excellent trance subject, and I was certainly, you have a beautiful voice, and I was definitely going into trance listening to you. Uh, Lawrence, (laughs) help me out, my friend, because... Well, well, I was going to say you're an excellent child, Rich, and so that probably helped. (laughs) Well, then then I went on both accounts, so... <laughs> it's a birthday win. Right? Um, and I I have a couple of questions for you as well. Of course. Um I I loved 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 the fact that you addressed our our continuing desire to control everything with our mind and to think that um thinking is the only way to make it happen and there are, and as you said in your chapter, there are so many different things out there that um, become very encapsulated, you know, change the way you think, change your life, which is good, but yes, what you're saying is there is more, and creating that continuity between your head and your heart is more important than just trying to control things. So can you speak about... Um, some ways for people to give up that sense of needing uh, that control and being able to give up to their feelings. Wow. Um, there's, you, you just talked about a book here. <laughs> uh, in, in, <laughs> We've got plenty of time. Yes. Okay. For one thing, the first thought that came to me is I um, have had a spiritual practice for a while and I have a marvelous teacher named Miranda McPherson and what she talks about which is just a beautiful encapsulation 
And basically she says the mind was never meant to lead. Your heart was meant to lead. So the practice is to really get into your heart, spend time, just five minutes a day and say, how, how am I? How is my heart doing? Am I happy? Did I enjoy what I've been doing or did I do it out of obligation, um, out of fear that unless I did that, no one will like me, etc.? So spending time with your heart is a beginning. Spending time with the Christ of your heart is a beginning. Now back to what Miranda is teaching. Once we are open to our hearts and work with our hearts, we can move our mind into our hearts so that our heart leads and we have emotional intelligence. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing, of course, mm-hmm. you, as you both know, awareness is so important. Making a decision just mentally, just out of logic, just out of science is one side of a good decision. But if you make decisions against your heart or without the informing of your heart, you're not balanced. So just if you become aware, I'm making this decision, and it's, I'm all mental, you can say, huh, is that the best way to go? Has it been um, a good way of living to live out of the mind? And then I have a personal story here. Um, as you know, in the um, chapter, I talk about how I've lived a mental life most of my life because I was told I had brains. I didn't have myself, but I had brains. So I did that. And when I read Yogananda's by autobiography, I realized after reading it that my my intellect had brought me nothing about happiness. I was in my second marriage, and I wasn't very happy. I, was, I had a beautiful career. I had a great job, but it was just like showing up every day and doing the best you can, but just no joy, no joy. So if you don't have joy in your life, Possibly you're too mental, too caught up in patterns, and you really need to begin to touch into your heart. Now, Lawrence, I don't know whether I answered your questions, but that's what I came up with. Very much so. I'm busy writing it all down now, too. So, <laughs> that's, Oh, you can just I listen to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I get so caught up, though, in, in these interviews. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. I have to have this so I can remember it and, and work on it. Um, what do you think is, uh, to, to kind of bring things in, into what's happening currently in the world, um, all of this um, seemingly chaos that we're fed every day, how do you think people should, um, I don't know, I don't want to say protect themselves, but be able to live in a world that is throwing all of this chaos at us and at the same time be able to find that joy? What would your advice be to people that are just inundated with this stuff every day? I know my advice is just turn the news off, but I'm sure there's something (laughs) better. (laughs) Yeah, well, one teaching that I received from um, one of my teachers is that he actually said this when the Fukushima, uh, oh, no, when the tsunami disaster occurred in Japan. He Mm -hmm. said, 
you can be caught up in your fear, your sadness, and your horror about that, which applies to things that are happening in our world, all over the world, in particular in our country. And rather than staying there, because staying there with your feelings, if you check it out, you say, does it, how does this make me feel? It's, it's terrible. I don't like thinking about these things. Change to what you hope would be there instead. So instead of bigotry, hatred, and so forth, think, what I hope for is love. I wish love to be there. So you can turn your thoughts, as we know as coaches, in another direction to the positive. And that positive, of course, will add to the positive energies in the world. That's one thing. And the second thing is, for me, realizing all this negativity comes from the shadow. And as Jung talked about the shadow, it is things that we have rejected about ourselves, that we hide hidden in our hearts, so when they appear out there in the world, we really hate it and, and are frightened by it. And these shadow pieces, well, they are really embodied by other people out there. But we do have a piece of it within ourselves. So as Gandhi says, if you want change in the world, be the change, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. So your hope and the hope of all humanity is that each person takes responsibility of looking at the dark pieces in their hearts so they can clear their heart and themselves. And if we each do our piece, guess what? The world can change. So the child heart method, to go back to that, is a way Mm -hmm. of getting these dark pieces that we've hidden in our hearts. And some of us, they're not so hidden, and they come out. And that would be a way of um, dealing with what is so hard to deal with out here in our lives at this current time, in this current right. week of conventions. <laughs> right. That's excellent. I love the fact that uh, it, it doesn't seem to matter what framework in the co-authors that we speak with there's always the same underlying uh, vibration, I would call it, to what their center is. And so it's just always, to me, very, very um, reassuring, I guess I'll say, when those same things tend to surface. And, you know, we don't, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about in, uh, in the interview. And so I just love the fact that it's all so natural when it comes out and it's, it's always heartfelt. It's always authentic. And I think that's the best that we could always do when we're um, interacting with the world is just have that love first mentality to yes. be able to add to the world rather than to detract. Yes. So thank you and for that. You, you, and thank you. Thank you is, is um, the only thing we have to do actually I heard recently that Einstein has written that he says thank you hundreds hundreds of times, he wrote. I just saw a glimpse of Tony Robbins in an interview that he was talking about gratitude. So if the world could move into the space of thank yous and gratitude, 
about everything, about waking up in the morning and say, thank you, I have a life. <laughs> Walking out in the right. sunshine or rain or storm and thank you. Wow, this is amazing. If we can live with gratitude only, that one strategy would take care of so much. I agree. I totally 100% agree. Rich, how about you? Oh, 100%. Uh, definitely. And and I love what what you're talking about and and I and I uh, I I, I one hundred percent agree in that people, everyone around the world, it doesn't matter where you come from, your nationality, or you know, we're all human beings. We should be coming from a place of love, you know, coming from the heart, saying thank you, being being grateful, you know, here in America, gratitude, being thankful is more than just on Thanksgiving day, you know, or just, it's more than just <laughs> on Christmas when you get a whole bunch of presents underneath the Christmas tree, you know, this is something that you're absolutely right. You should be waking up being thankful for hundreds of things. You should take a midday walk, you know, after lunch saying thank you for everything that's going on, everything that happened so far in the morning, you know, and, and I think you're absolutely right in that if more people came from that place of, of love and integrity and just openness and authenticity, so many problems would just be alleviated. So many issues. And, you know, rather than sitting at the, uh, the uh, water bucket, uh, the uh, water, you know, fountain at work, gossiping about each other, we could be thanking each other for, doing a great job on that work project or thanking a fellow collaborator or thanking someone for inspiring you to do something. I'm, I'm sure you're abs uh, you know, very much grateful for the opportunity to be in the change book because that inspired you to write this beautiful new book, the full book, Design the Whole Method, and now you have an opportunity to inspire so many more people. And I think that coupled with, you know, each one teach one in that we can all learn from each other and we can all teach each other and we can all be thankful for the people that you have around you, you know? So I, I wish I was right next to you. I'd give you a big old hug. Uh, because you, you hit it. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any purer than that. We don't need to discuss insane theories in these outlandish 20 gazillion step processes. You know, it's just be authentic. Come from a place of love. Be grateful. Be, you know, inspire someone else to help them go out and be a better person. It, it's simple stuff. You know, it's simple stuff that if everyone did, it would, how much, how much better would the world be, you know? <laughs> exactly. And um, I also am very practical, and this is why um, the book came out the way it, it did, but I encourage people to experiment. So practice being um, positive. Practice be saying something appreciative to someone, and then check out, how do you feel after that? Okay, and then check out 
talking about the politics or the woes of the world, et cetera, and spend your mind spinning all of this, check out how does it feel. And you compare the two, which do you choose? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) I think so many people enjoy feeling that way. It gives them (laughs) something to experience because they don't feel comfortable going within. And I think that we need to convince people that they have to go within and they can really feel good about not feeling bad about feeling good. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Definitely. Well, people... You know, people have been used to being numb, running away from feelings, so there can be fear there about going within. You're absolutely right. And it takes a great deal of inspiring, encouraging, and so forth for a person to turn within. So as coaches, we know that not not everyone is ready, and it's very sad because it's quite simple but people are afraid of what's inside. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> and I think you've given them a very good way to get in touch with that feeling of where that fear is coming from and being able yeah. to utilize what you talk about in your chapter and, and talking to that two-year-old um, I think is a way out for people that will give them um, permission to actually... Um, feel that fear, but not feel it in a way that is going to leave them trapped and and continually exactly. unaware, but give them the opportunity to express it, acknowledge it, feel it, and find a proper place for it. Exactly. It um, it it said. Uh, I I just think about all the lost children, and if you saw lost children, you would have compassion. Well, you have your own lost children. How can you ignore them? How, and if you feel fearful, just imagine how the young child has felt fearful. Your fear is not as big as theirs. So you can go back and be comforting and say, we can, we can do this. We've survived. So let's have you experience all your fear and all your despair and all your confusion, et cetera. And that's the child heart method. I think I love that. And one image that that brings to mind for me is, you know, people are afraid to hurt so deeply or, or feel that pain. And, and I always try to remind people that, you know, the depths of your despair are the heights of your joys and your passions. And exactly. just knowing that you can feel that deeply and hurt that deeply means that you have experienced the opposite end of that. And yes. it's all a continuum. It's one thing, and you can make that choice in your heart to continue to move up that continuum until you feel that great joy, that great passion, that that freeness that comes with, uh, or that liberation that comes with really owning your feelings and being okay with saying, yes. you know what, I'm human, and this happens, and and I can deal with it, but I can deal with it at a heart level. Yes, yes, perfect. We start the process oftentimes with going back to find a happy child, and usually that happy child is so delightful. There's so much joy there, which we all once knew, which Jim Britt has written in my foreword to the book, how we started out that way and we lost our way. But you're, it's just a perfect note to, to end on, to be reminded that there is incredible joy, spontaneity, play, 
uh, in that young child that is lost, and we we deserve that. We are that. Most definitely. <laughs> and that's you know I think that's what people forget. You're still you're still that. It's just you've allowed life, like you said in your chapter, to uh, to cover it all up and to get yes. you busy. And uh, we need to strip that away and take some time for ourselves, take time to be happy, take time to love, take time to be free. Yes. And, and that's what I got from Invest your chapter. That. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, Rich, it's time for you to ask your very specific question. Yes. So what I want to know, <laughs> and I think <laughs> – I don't know why you said it like that. <laughs> like, all right, we're going to hand it to Rich it, now. It's his birthday. He's a child. He's probably running around the room while we're talking, so you have to reel him in. Well, I mean, we we do have the Ferris wheel outside and the clowns, and, and I mean, so I'm kind of just not looking outside because I know that I get to play on the Ferris wheel in just a few minutes. So, uh, but no. <laughs> And what I want to know, and I think a lot of people want to know, is you wrote the chapter. Then that inspired you to write the book. What do you have planned for the rest of the year and continuing forward in your your line of work now? Wow. I don't know because this is spirit-led. Right okay. now what I know is <laughs> – I'm going to do library marketing of the book. I'm doing Facebook ads. I spoke to an adult child of alcoholics group on Monday. And how many chapters are they in this country, in other places in the world? And they are the perfect audience for this book. So I plan to reach out to them. I, um, I am planning an audiobook. I am planning an ebook. I am just doing what I can to get this message out into the world because this is not about me. This is mm-hmm. about um, providing this gift for those who are open to receive it. Uh, and as I said, you know, I didn't know three months ago where I was going to go with this book, uh, with a book um, design, with a typesetting. Everything is just unfolding for me, and I trust enough this radio show unfolded for me. So uh, I am just taking one step at a time as a path is um, laid out before me so I can see just enough to take that step. So I'm sorry if I kind of avoided the question, but <laughs> that's oh, no. where it is. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, oh. say that. What was the, uh, the group again that you were just connecting oh, with? Oh, the adult children – Adult children of alcoholics, you know, they're kind of like an offshoot of Al-Anon. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. The, the reason I ask is because I just recently hooked up with a group that may be similar to them. I'm just learning, yes. more, about, I'm just learning more about this group because I'm probably going to go in and start doing some workshops. But uh, when, we get off, when we get off the air, I will give you – the name of the group that I connected with, and then there's probably, some, there's probably some local chapters in your area as well, and it might be another Perfect. 
uh, avenue opportunity for you to reach a, a different audience in that in that realm. Sounds good. This is a collaboration that comes when you're a co-author in the Change Book series. Right. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Now, the other question that Lawrence uh, was talking about is now you've been dropping all kinds of insights throughout the whole show, but I'm going to, I want to pull your brain for just one more. Do you have another golden nugget that you can deliver for the good listeners? I mean, this, the whole, the whole interview was power packed with information. Is there anything else that you would like to share and add any particular insight or word of wisdom that you would like to, to give to our listeners? Okay, I don't want to sound religious. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a, um, but I wanted to present what A Course in Miracles says. And this is a statement. I know I am sustained by the love of God. I know I am sustained by the love of God which is echoes the biblical saying um, that Jesus purportedly said, look at the lilies of the field. They neither toil nor sow, etc." And the message is that we don't know how much we're loved. We don't know how much we're held. But the forces of spirit around us hold that. Earth holds it and gives us so much. There is so much love there. But the reason why we're confused and lost is we are not open to and receiving that love, and that is key. It's all around us, in people, in flowers, in birds, in gravity, in oxygen, in plants, etc. But we don't appreciate, we don't stop to notice, and we don't let it touch our hearts. I know I am sustained by the love of God. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I know that you've got something for the listeners, right? Is that right? Of course. On your... of All course. right. Yes. Go ahead and shout it out. Let them know. Well, go ahead. Tell them about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been letting people know that they can have a sample of the book, which is uh, from the very beginning pages of validation for the method through Jim Britt's forward, through my introduction, which is about 35 pages. It's a free gift. If they go to my website, sign in and give me their name, first name and an email address, and they will get the link. Um, right now it's a double opt-in process, and I'm trying to um, fix that. But that's how they can get this gift at www childheartmethod.com or http colon slash slash childheartmethod.com for your free gift and when you go to the website um, if you're intrigued you can buy the book it's available for the July book launch price of $10 plus a mailing etc so that's it Excellent. And once again, that is www.childheartmethod.com. If you don't have a pen and paper, 
handy. It's easy to remember. But if not, just go to the Blog Talk Radio uh, show notes, and the link is right there. You can link right to Ann's website, opt in, get your free gift, and also connect with her personally because this is going to be something that is certainly going to help a lot of people. I can, I can see it right now. I love it. Like I said, you have a very soothing voice for your clients and anyone and everyone would be blessed to speak with you and learn more about your work and read your book. So thank you, Anne, for, for being here today. And <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm grateful. So I had a great time. I thank I you both. Yeah. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, We've been speaking with Anne Yamora, and her chapter is Listen to the Cries of Your Heart. You can find it in book eight of the Change Book series. And we've been getting a little bit more specific on the full book, which is Listen to the Cries of Your Heart, the Child Heart Path to Your Inner Children. And once again, go to her website, childheartmethod.com, and claim your free gift. So, and thank you so much for hanging out with us on this beautiful Wednesday and sharing your insights and just allowing us and the listeners to get to know more about you, your method and your work. So thank you so much. I appreciate from the moment you started speaking, my heart has been touched and my heart feels very full and I feel very jazzed. So uh, thank you. That, Lauren? Thank you. <laughs> I did. Thanks. <laughs> All right, and thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking to you soon, right? Yes, exactly. Have a beautiful awesome. day. You too. Bye-bye. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick 20-second break, and then Lawrence and I will be back for the show wrap-up. Hi, I'm Peggy Sealfan, personal development coach and co-author in The Change. If you are interested in truly connecting to your authentic success, You'll want to read my chapter in Book 9. I offer specific steps to uncover your greatness and have the life you deserve. I help clients supercharge their lives. Keep listening to tips from all the co-authors and especially from co-hosts Rich Perry and Lorenz Pipkin. All right, everybody, we're back. And we're here with the show wrap-up. Lawrence, how are you feeling about today's episode i thought it was amazing i just i love the calmness and just just the vibrant energy that you can feel when Anne was speaking so i just i was eating it up i loved it absolutely i, I know and i was 100 percent serious when i said that i was going into trance you know that i'm a good trance subject lawrence and i mean when she was talking <laughs> I mean, I was going, I think if she would have said those magical words that you and I know, I mean, lights out, I would have been down, feeling good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I was loving it. And I think that her approach, what she's doing with 
with her book and everything. The whole new method is just, it's brilliant. And I love it. I loved reading the chapter and I'm looking forward to hearing more great things about Anne in the very near future. Oh, 100%. It sounds like she has found a new path and, and is going for with just all abandoned. So I think that's one of the things that we didn't talk about with her that I think is very apparent is, you know, when, when you get that feeling that what you're doing is going to make a difference and is the right thing, then you just need to reach down inside and get rid of all the BS that's telling you not to do it and just go for it and love who you connect with, love who you touch and be that change that you want to see in the world. Um, yeah. As she quoted Gandhi, I think that's just, Amazing. Totally amazing. Certainly. And once again, we say it every single week. And I'll say it again for our new listeners and a reminder for our old listeners. If you want an opportunity to connect with Anne, Jim Britt, Jim Lutz, all the other co-authors from the entire book series, once again, we're, we're just releasing book 11. We've got over 200 co-authors from around the world in 20 plus different countries. If you want an opportunity to connect with Anne and everyone else, what I'm going to tell you to do is go to Facebook. I know you're on Facebook. We're all on Facebook and go up in your search bar and just type in the change book. It's a free public group. You'll have the opportunity to connect with Jim Britt, Jim Lutz, our founders and all the co-authors ask them questions, you know, find out what they're doing. Do they have any books coming out, any speaking or training opportunities, any programs that you can enroll in? So this is a wonderful opportunity to connect directly directly with each co-author. You're not, you know, contacting their secretary or their PR person. No, no, no. You're going to have a chance to speak directly and connect directly with the co-authors, which is an, a, an awesome opportunity because you're talking right to that person, which, and you, you and I said it before, how great was it to connect personally with Anne today and with all the co-authors every single Wednesday, Lawrence? Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's a, it's a little gift that uh, I think both you and I get to enjoy every Wednesday, even when it's not your birthday. So <laughs> <laughs> We're quite lucky. <laughs> yes, we are. And, it's, and it's, I know that you, I know that the, uh, the bounty, the bounty house is probably calling your name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we do, we have the bounce house, the ball pit, uh, slip and slide. We've got a Ferris wheel. It, it, we got cotton candy. It's, it's, it's a riot today. I wish you were here, Lawrence. Um, so I can since throw you in the dump. Since it's your birthday, since it's your birthday, I am not going to say anything about what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, use your imagination. <laughs> so, once again, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and join our public Facebook group. Get a chance to meet and greet all the co-authors virtually and find out about when you can speak with them and meet them live and in person at different opportunities, book signings, things of that nature. 
And if you want an opportunity to connect directly with Lawrence and myself and get some free trainings for uh, your leadership team or sales team, go ahead to our website, vortexmastermind.com. And you're going to go up to the, the top. There's a little link there that says free training. Great opportunity for you to download those free trainings, use them for yourself, use them for your leadership team, your sales team, the people that you work with. And that's our gift from us to you. So Lawrence, do you have anything else before we, before we get out of here? As always, I think our recording must always cut off right before I speak at the end because I need you to go to iTunes, type in the Change Radio, Change Book Radio series, and uh, give us a rating and a review so that we can continue to keep this message live and thriving. So please go to iTunes, search us out, rate us and review us. And that's all I got, Rich. Sweet. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in today and every Wednesday right here at the Change Book Radio Show on behalf of our co-founders, Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, all the co-authors from around the world, myself, Rich Perry, and the man himself, Lawrence Pipkin. want to wish you all a great day. Be thankful. Act with love. And we'll see you, connect with you once again next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel right here. Thank you and be excellent.